This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Welcome to the show. Sarah McCarthy back from the mornings. She's really excited to be back on, uh, on she, this program. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> she, when I walked in, I thought... I thought she'd eaten too much birthday cake. She was just bouncing off the walls. I can't wait to be on with you guys again. No. Yeah, I couldn't believe that she was that happy to be back. Yeah, I was like, like Sarah, it's nice to see you, but yeah. she's like, no, no, this is the this is why I got into the business yeah. is to work yeah. with you too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I was a little surprised by that. I thought it was like, okay, I mean, you can you don't have to kiss that much, but Sarah, I mean, I, I like having you on the show. Yeah, I like no, it's great. News Good here. to be back. Good to see you, Sarah. Good to I'll have sleep. you back. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us again. You know, Sarah, you do, you play this perfectly. By the way, I have to say that, like, because you're just like total avoidance. You don't want to be involved. It's that's what I love about you. I didn't get out fast enough this time. Yeah, yeah you, gotta run. you have to run now. And that's see Joby News and bang the door closes. That's what she wants. <laughs> next time before these two yard eight speak sure you, to me. Yeah, Forche, clo- go next time. She tries to do that. Just go out there and like lock that door. <gasps> I really should. Yeah, I put, really put really should. Up, put a chair up to the <laughs> yes. to the handle. This is going so well, Sarah. We're going to get your segment sponsored. Oh, my gosh. Winnipeg Jets. Jets at noon sideshow with Sarah. Sideshow. There you go. Perfect. Um, Jim, did you see this? Did you see what's going on at Winnipeg Jets practice today? massively breaking news here. So what came down the pipe. I'm being serious. No, no, this is huge. This is the biggest practice report I've ever ever done. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, strap in, hold on to something tight. Pull, the, pull over if you're driving. Pull, pull over if you're driving. Um, Mitchell Clinton, uh, Jets reporter, tweeted this out earlier, and this kind of piqued my interest. And I was like, okay, well, we'll wait and see what happens. Tweets out regular jersey uh, people, the players at practice wearing reg- regular jerseys: Wheeler, Perfetti, Schmidt, and Ehlers. Non-contact Sacramento line. Okay, we'll wait and see what happens. Um, that didn't really mean necessarily anything heading into the game uh, against the Calgary Flames earlier this week. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Then the uh, the line rushes start, and this is where things get really, really interesting. Here's the top line at, of line rushes at practice. Okay, you listening? You ready? You listening to me? Cole Perfetti, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler on the top line. Second line, Kyle Connor, PLD, Nick Ehlers, Baron, Lowry, Kuhlman on the third line, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, Stenland, Gagne on the fourth line, Augustafsson working in and out of that group. Um, and then on the D pairings, Josh Morrissey, Dylan DeMello together, uh, Brendan Dillon, Neil Pionk, and then Dylan Sandberg and Nate Schmidt on that uh, on that third pairing, Kappa Bianco and Hainola, uh, that, um, that, that fourth pairing on the defense. Now, you might be wondering where Michael Asimont is. Uh, Ken Weeb, friend of the program, Sportsnet's Ken Weeb, on at Weeb's World. Michael Asimont not on the ice this morning for the Winnipeg Jets. And at practice today that they're probably going to or will be putting him on waivers. Yeah to make room, but this is exciting news. Uh, this was game two, the last time we saw this alignment in the top six of the wow. regular season. It has been that long. And we're approaching game 41. Uh, not, it won't be 41 on Friday. I think it's 39. Um, but uh, to see this top six of Shifley with Perfetti and Wheeler and uh, Dubois with Ehlers and Connor. Now, I think it was Ehlers up with Shifley and um, at the start of the year, but regardless, mm-hmm. it looks to be that Wheeler Ehlers could be returning to the lineup healthy, and um, that's great news, and especially on the back end too with uh, Nate Schmidt and everybody else. 
it, it means a team is probably a lot more healthy than we thought they were going to be. But again, that's why you have these two to three weeks, you have these two to three months, and you sort of work where they are in. Um, Ehlers is fascinating because that's an injury. And, and Wheeler, too, I, I talked to. Especially after Rick Bonus was saying that he wasn't going to be rushing some guys back that had missed well, an extensive I mean. yeah. period of time. I was surprised to see him right up there in the with, with that group. But I guess if you're bringing Nick Ehlers in the lineup, where else are you going to put him? But with with, with uh, Pale Dubois and, uh, and Kyle Connor. Well, Jamie Thomas was making the, the uh, notion with me yesterday on the show. We were talking about the skills comp that was going last night. And, and we were just talking about the lineup. And he made the valid point of like you don't want Nick Ehlers coming in playing 14 minutes and and on a third line so what this three game winning streak does what other people getting healthy is is you literally after surgery like that want him practicing for two to three weeks at a Mm -hmm. high level so that when you do put him in the lineup it's not like let's ease him back in that he like Nick Ehlers flies that's his nickname he's fly so that's what you want him at you don't want him to go hey play 14 minutes tonight see how it feels you want him to be able to go right in. So um, this is surprising to me. I, I don't know if it's shocking. I knew some of these players would be coming back. I think it's shocking if they're all back in tomorrow. And then it's just surprising today that they're uh, sort of going through line rushes this way. Because to me, your line rushes today with an optional pregame skate tomorrow, this is the lineup you're going with. Yeah, I was thinking that we were going to see likely Nate Schmidt and Cole Perfetti uh, and 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 perhaps even Nick Ehlers. I the most surprised, honestly, person there is is Blake Wheeler. Um, when Christian Reichel was reassigned to the Moose, uh, that that news came down earlier this morning. Well, Cole Perfetti never went on IR, right? So so yeah, when, so when Reichel went down, that means there was twenty one spots on the roster. So I said, oh, okay, Nick Ehlers and, and Nate Schmidt, they're going to be moving off of IR, and then they make that roster twenty three. And because Blake Wheeler was 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 the last one to come out of the non contact jersey, I was thinking that maybe. Um, he would have been a, a little bit far off. But hey, do you think, Jim, and this is just me spitballing here. This is me just pulling this out of my, yeah, out of my you-know-where here. Are they doing this because they knew that I had tickets to the game tomorrow and I was going with my good buddy Chris? Well, I'll, And that was that spurred them on, and they said, listen, Cam paid good money for these tickets. We're going to make sure that he gets the best lineup that the Jets can produce. Is Did that have anything to do with it? I'm working to confirm that. So far, I haven't yeah. heard back from anybody. But what I can tell you this is these guys weren't slated to play until you said that yesterday. Yeah. They were not in. Yeah. The, so And then all of a sudden, like even in the skills competition last night, yeah. I think it was pretty obvious who was taking part and who wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then you mentioned that on the broadcast, and here mm. we sit today with looks like a healthy lineup. That I, if Cam's going to spend that hard-earned media money, we better... We better put the product on the ice. I, I'm not sure anyone's going to ever confirm that news, Jim, but I don't know if well, anyone's ever going to deny well, it. All you can do is you need two sources. One person just laughed. The other one told me to boop off and uh, <laughs> okay. stop bothering him wow. with this stuff. But I'll, know, I'll work on some more sources Every for now you. and then, Jim, you get humbled a little bit. And you oh, I just got another one in right really now. It says, please board. lose this number. So <laughs> I'll work on another source. Wow, that's disappointing. You know, I thought I was, you know, sometimes you think you're a bigger shot than you actually are. And um, the world just uh, just drops. Uh, text messages from guys, uh, 204-780-6868. This texture says, line number two, which uh, Connor Dubois and Ehlers will be line number one. Just my take. I think it's a 1A, 1B situation here. 1.11 
0.2 situation going on with those two lines. I'm, I'm really interested to see because Cole Perfetti hasn't missed that much time. Um, you know, the extent there was a lot of talk about what Wheeler's injury was. I'm not going to sit here and speculate at, at, at all about that situation because I, I don't know. Nothing's been confirmed. You heard some things around. I think I heard the same things that everyone else was. I, I, I'm not going to even I'm not even going to even broach the subject. But he has not missed as much time um, as, as as Nikolai Ehlers and stuff like that. Do you think maybe Ehlers, you'll see uh, him kind of maybe test things out for the first maybe 30 minutes of that of that practice? I mean, of the, of the game. I, I and think then see where, And then see where he is. And I, I don't think he's going to be dropped down to play with Barron and Lowry or anything like that. But maybe see his minutes kind of cut down. But it, it all depends on how much special teams is going to be played as Look, well. Look, you're, you're practicing this way today, in my opinion, to play these this way tomorrow. That's yeah. the first and foremost. But yeah, I I, I, there is the caveat, like I said, that the, so you practice this way as hard as you can. And then we're going to hear from Rick Bonus. And I, I would assume we're going to hear a little. We'll see how it is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, you're not going to ease a guy back in. It's not the playoffs. You're not going to go a guy's 95%. Let's, let's put him in yeah, a game. Let's, risk it. let's, yeah. let's try not. So, but so to me, everything's responded well, they're running them hard today. And, and I think this is the way they're going to line up. Now they could come back tomorrow and he could say, I'm just a little tender or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and they go, you know what? Let's just wait till Sunday, skate hard again today, skate hard again Saturday, and yeah. then we'll look at Sunday so that you're not as whatever. Ten- and I'm just making this up, yeah. but this is the way it goes. But my opinion is, if everything goes goes well, that they're practicing this way to play this way tomorrow. Yeah, I think I think if we're going to wait and see what's going on with Michael Asimov and stuff like that, but I think you're going to see by the end of the day, uh, Blake Wheeler, Nick Ehlers, and then Nate Schmidt. Blake Wheeler's a shocking one to me, but I, I don't know yeah. anything about this. I was well, at the Wheeler's, game on... Wheeler's crazy. Like, he's, he's like, he's, he, if he's going to get in there, he's going to get in there this is another reason why when people tell me at his age and his contract and and father time is undefeated and all that i'm like i i get that but of all the athletes i've been around one of them that sort of is blake wheeler he is absolutely in phenomenal shape Mm -hmm. always has been and he's a quick he's always when he's been injured recovered well plus his pain tolerance so i want to talk about his injury I, i was at the game on tuesday and was asking around about what because yeah. everybody's been asking, what is that injury when you take a puck in the groin? Yeah. And need surgery. Yeah. I. You want me to do it now? I just asked around at the game, and I'm like, so what? And they go, well, I don't know if this is for him, but sometimes over the years, you take a puck in the groin, and your your testicle yeah. swells up, and you need surgery to relieve the pressure. They have seen that injury in hockey. They don't know if that's what it is with Wheeler, but I was like, so is there a part where you could take a puck – in the side, like in the in the upper groin, and and a muscle tear yeah. and need surgery, and they go, I've never heard of that, but I've heard of a guy taking a puck there, and it's swelling up to the point where you need to relieve the pressure with surgery. That was the news around town. That's what, anyways, or or, or around I mean, those, around those lines. I have no idea. I haven't heard of it. So, so, and I'm not trying to be funny here at no. all. That's a serious injury, and one that you know when that happens. And this is a guy who went back out in the third period and played and stood first shift, stood in front of the net to try and tip a puck and then went home and had surgery the next and morning. You, and you know what the thing is too, Jim, and, and we've got to take a break here, but he's earned the trust of the coaching staff and he's already earned the trust of Rick Bonus and all that sort of thing. And if Blake Wheeler says he's good to go, he's good to go. And he's going to go out there and he's going to skate like crazy and he's going to yeah. go 100%. That's just how he is. He doesn't have any dial back. He's not going to go out there and play 75%. He just... That's just not who he is. And he wouldn't, I mean, he would play hurt, but he's ready to go if he's in this lineup like this. Let's take a break. We'll come back uh, on the other side. Hey, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, the hockey news 
released uh, the Jets' power ranking. Well, the NHL's power ranking. Where do the Jets rank on that? Are they in the top five? Are they in the top ten? Where do they land? Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Sarah is like running out of, I've never seen that sort of speed. Running out of this. I'm far away the from new the mic. studio. You you didn't you don't care what the Jets power play looks like. Uh, did they do good? You <laughs> did they do? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't did know. they do good? That's like my mom's answer. Sarah, yep. did you go home for the holidays? I did. How's I, the scouting out of Skagg pizza there was, locations? There was no time for that. You oh. know, you know the holidays. Dryden's a bit holds many <laughs> entrepreneurs back. You know, Dryden is a vast metropolis. Uh, sunny skies, long beaches, warm, sunny weather. I can understand why she would have been distracted. Yeah, uh, I just this is this is disheartening, Sarah, because I thought eventually we'd hear like you're coming up as the Winnipeg Jets Skagg pizza power play. Yeah. Uh, I would need some education. I was gonna. I was gonna buy. <laughs> I would need to listen. To they did real good on the power play today, Sarah. Well, <laughs> real good. Good. That's all that matters. Then there you go. I was gonna sponsor this segment with Sarah McCarthy as Scotch Pizza. I was gonna pay the bill. I guess I, not. I, I would had the not money know what aside. to say. I would not know what to say. Well, right. we appreciate you. Like anyway. right now. <laughs> if you're just joining us, thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Have a good day. Uh, if you're just joining us. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets line rushes from practice. Cole Perfetti on line with uh, Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler. Uh, Connor with Dubois and Ehlers. Barron, Lowry, Kuhlman, uh, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, Stenland, and Gagne. Gustafson uh, working his way in and out of that group. And then uh, on the uh, uh, the defensive pairings, first defensive pairing, Morrissey, DeMello. Second, Brendan Dillon uh, and Pionk. Samberg and Schmidt. And then Capobianco and Ville Hainala as that as that fourth pairing. So uh, really, really uh, lots of suggestions. Well, I don't know if it's even a suggestion, uh, especially when we get to the power play here for a second. Uh, Schmidt, Ehlers, Perfetti, uh, Blake Wheeler, highly likely. Of course, we have to see how everything goes in morning skate. Now they feel coming into the practice, coming into tomorrow's, uh, which was going to be a game day against the Tampa Bay Lightning, pregame at 5, puck drop at 7 right here on 680 CGOB. But the suggestion is, and it sounds very, very likely that Cole Perfetti, Blake Wheeler, Nick Ehlers, and Nate Schmidt are all going to return on the same day. And it becomes even more clear, Jim, uh, when the power play uh, came out and was practicing just now. This news just coming out. Josh Morrissey, Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, uh, Mark Shifley, and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois on the first unit power play, which is a dynamite-looking power play. And then the second unit looks real good, too, as well. Neil Pionk, Blake Wheeler, Nate Schmidt, Cole Perfetti, as well as Adam Lowry. I mean, I... I, I I think it's it's almost a sure thing. That yeah, if you're doing this on the power play, unless one of those guys come in tomorrow and say I'm I'm a little sore and yeah. tender and and I can still play, but both then they might go. Well, we're gonna. What, I think yeah. this is the way they're gonna go, and it's great news. It's surprising news. I, I didn't think this many would be back this soon. Um, Nick Ehlers, I thought would be sometime next week, but even though I know that he's from all indications and the people I've talked to who cover practice has looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Wheeler just got back on the ice this week with a red Jersey. Um, but it is the end of the week. And, uh, I think this is great news. Like unless there's any risk, which it doesn't sound like there would be, um, you got to get these guys back in the lineup. I, I, I Yeoman's work as, as Pierre-Luc Dubois yeah. and some of the other Jets core said, for the, the players that came in and really helped them, save for that three-game losing streak in which I thought they played really well in two of those yeah. games. Uh, they just came off a three-game win streak against Western uh, Canada teams, Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. 
the air of margin when you have that much firepower out of the lineup and that much depth is razor thin. Um, Tampa Bay is a tough team. I know they lost to Minnesota last night, but this is huge news to be heading towards the midway point of the season, three games away, to get your lineup back and healthy and to still be where you are in the standings. If you look at that game in the lineup against Calgary and you look at the lineup today as as we see, and we're going to wait and see what happens tomorrow with, with Tampa Bay in town again, this is a completely different team, Jim. This team is completely different in terms of how they're going to try to win games. I mean, the system's going to be the exact same. But when you have this amount of personnel, I mean, when Tampa Bay, their preparation for this game is very different than it was if they were just going to look at tape against the Flames. Well, and what it does is it it, it really alleviates that razor-thin line margin. And what people yeah. say, well, what are you talking about? Well, you can't go down 2 nothing with this lineup that you have. If you go down 2 3 nothing, the chances of you scoring four goals mm-hmm. is really tough with this lineup. They can help prevent more, and we saw that in Edmonton with a 2-1 win, and, and the goal scorers there, Neil Pionk had two points. Yep. Uh, Shifley and Connor and Dubois have done their work. They're getting their points during this but the idea that this team other than those players that is going to score five goals in a game like remember how much goals how many goals they scored before all these injuries like they were leading the league they were getting five goals a game sometime they haven't had a five goal game in since these injuries mounted up so when you you give up a couple that just makes it really tough to come back from now not that you're going to change the game plan at all or want to give up one or two but this team can get back to scoring with this lineup five or six goals a game and it just alleviates that margin of error which was so thin uh, with this lineup yeah and the Winnipeg Jets in terms of their power play right now 23.1 they're 15th like the power dead, play dead is going to improve the power play is going to improve and if you match that with a penalty kill and the Winnipeg Jets have the fifth best penalty kill right now at, at rolling at an 82.7% kill rate here and then you match that with a power play that without those without those guys in the lineup without that firepower and also and we're also talking the second unit power play was not a second unit power play as well so that's going to see improvement as well. Not just the first unit, but the second unit is going to see a big jump here. Well, the second unit, and, and no disrespect to them whatsoever, but no there disres- was a game this past week, the second unit was all Moose players. Yeah, all players who started out with the Moose. Yeah, Stenland, Ville and, and we talked about this on in, in the Calgary game. I was in the press box, and, and um, uh, Ross Levitan was there, and he made mention, he goes, when have you ever seen the first unit come back on? But that's yeah. what happened. They did a minute, minute 10. The second unit came on. There was a stoppage in play with 20 seconds to go in the power play, and the first unit came back. You yeah. rarely see that ever, but mm-hmm. that's how depleted the firepower was on this team, that you wanted that number one power play out there more often than not. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're definitely going to see – I'm you know, the power play is going to is going to take that next step. A couple text messages here from you guys, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Great news. How far off is Appleton? Um, Rick Bonus discussed this uh, recently. Um, he had said that he was uh, not skating yet at the time of that conversation and that he had a doctor's appointment sometime this week. Um, so the state or the situation with Mason Appleton still up in the air, still going to remain on IR and not really a, a, a solid timeline given on him. And it's a wrist, right? He broke his wrist. or Yeah. So I mean, I'm wondering why he's not yeah. skating, but yeah. it could be, I mean, he's on the bike and he's probably doing some running and stuff. Yeah. So, but it's just a matter of holding the stick. I imagine when they do get him skating, they want him holding the stick and the wrist. But yeah. that's the latest we heard back then was he hadn't been skated yet and was going to get a checkup. Mm-hmm. So we might get an update on that. 
this afternoon too. But this is huge news, and um, it, it's needed. Uh, it's a tough Tampa Bay game, and and then you have Vancouver on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're going to talk power rankings, but I, I brought this up yesterday, and there's no better time than when talking about the power rankings. We're at game 38 now in the standings, and um, the Jets are second in the division with a game in hand, two games in hand on Dallas. They have a three-point cushion. Good striking distance for the Stars, though. Yeah, they have a three-point cushion on the Minnesota Wild with a game in hand. But I think more importantly when we're going to get into these power rankings is in the Western Conference, the Winnipeg Jets are the fourth seed. And in the league overall, the Winnipeg Jets are in the top 10 at ninth, just ahead of the Rangers in 38 games. We'll probably do more of this next week when they play 41 games. We'll talk power rankings right away. I I just think it's time to stop sort of going, are they going to make the playoffs? Mm -hmm. If they're getting healthy now, it's time to, at the midway point of 41 games, halfway through the season, still a ton, a ton of hockey to be played. Mm -hmm. But they're a top 10 team in the National Hockey League. It's time to start talking where in that top 10. Are they contending? And and we'll do that next week. But that's why I was mentioning it yesterday. Yeah, there's an interesting storyline, too, around the Chicago Blackhawks and what's going on with that situation. Um, and, and there's going to be a lot of guys available, a lot of guys moved from Chicago. Patrick Kane, he left Sunday's game with lower body injury, didn't participate in the morning skate. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, so they are uh, in action today, um, I believe, uh, or, or perhaps they're not. Uh, I'll, I'll find that out for sure, but um, in a practice situation there and, and what's going to happen with the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're, they're kind of everybody zeroed in. They're, you know, newsflash here, they're in last place in this power ranking here. Um, and they're going to have a lot of guys available. And a lot of people are going to be looking to put Patrick Kane's going to be the number one guy to a lot of lists um, as the deadline looms and, and approaches in, in March. Okay, NHL power rankings, Jim Toth. Um, I sent you the link. I don't know if you took a, a, yeah. a, a good look at it here. Did you I pull did. it up? Oh, you did. You, you, did you do diligence? Yeah, you sent me uh, something. I look at no, it. Sometimes I'm like, why am, why am I looking at your grocery list? But yeah, I mean, that's always weird. I mean, Jesus, is this guy that much cheese? I don't have time. Like, I can't afford your lettuce. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this I did read. I found it Okay, well, that's good. Um, Boston, number one. Carolina coming off an 11-game um, 11-game winning streak drops down to number two. Uh, Max Pacioretty is is on his way back into the lineup. That's, yeah. that's really, really interesting. And, that's and where they a, slot him in and what that means for Stasny. Yeah, and that's going to be really, really interesting. Um, and, and, you know, where Carolina is going, uh, which is and, – and I, I see a big contrast between Carolina and, and the Florida Panthers. Um, in, in, in some respects, maybe this is something we can get into in, in a little bit here. Number three, the Tampa Bay Lightning on this power rankings here. They're going to be in town tomorrow, pregame at 5 o'clock, puck drop at 7 o'clock right here on 680 CGOB. Dallas, number four. Vegas, number five. The Winnipeg Jets, number six. Uh, round up the rest of the top ten here. Toronto, number seven. Minnesota, number eight. Number nine, the New Jersey Devils, who have been dropping, uh, which I think everybody was expecting. They were never, they're not, they're not going to win at the rate that they were. But number ten on this power rankings, and I even crossed this one. I, I put a little a couple of parentheses around it and wrote, interesting, the Buffalo Sabres, number ten right now. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about scoring that? Scoring a ton of goals. See, and here's the interesting thing about the about the the Buffalo Sabres. They have seven wins in their last eight games. They're right now six points out of a playoff spot, which might sound like a lot at this point. Still a lot of hockey left to go. And in a situation like this where there's the three-point game, and eight, six points can be a real, real daunting task. But here's what's really interesting right now for them. They've got three games in hand on those Islanders, which is where they can gain some ground. They've scored 3.94 game, uh, goals per game. That's first in the league. Almost four goals per game on average. 
Tage Thompson scoring 30 goals already, and he, he's he's making goalies look stupid across the but uh, across the league right now. But I think that this is the most interesting thing. Craig Anderson, if the Buffalo Sabres net can hold, Craig Anderson, 41-year-old Craig Anderson, of course, spent a lot of time with the Ottawa Senators. He was so interesting, Jim, because one year he would be very mediocre. The next year he would be like a Vesna-caliber goaltender. And he, it seemed like year over year he would either swing back and forth between those two. But right now he's holding back a goals against average of 2.61 with a 9.23 save percentage. So if the Buffalo Sabres can continue to score at a rate of nearly four goals per game and Craig Anderson can can only allow on average two and a half goals a game, they're going to score their way into the playoffs. That that, that math is going to work in their favor. Yeah, I, I think they can make the playoffs even though they're six points out because the way they're scoring. The goaltending is the big, like, can Anderson do this for another 40-plus games? And then Eric That's Comrie the is getting thing. healthy and back yeah. skating, so Eric Comrie will help alleviate some of that. When I look at this power list, the thing that surprised me the most is Colorado Avalanche at 17. And I, yeah. and I kind of started thinking, maybe it is the the Stanley Cup hangover. They went to the second round for two to three years in a row. Then they won the Cup, mm-hmm. just like Tampa Bay. Like when Tampa Bay loses games like last night to Minnesota, to me that just is a tired hockey team. Yeah. They've played an entire more one full season in playoff games. Yeah. So in the last three years, going to three Stanley Cup finals, they've basically added a regular season on to how much hockey they've played. And with the games that are much more intense than what you would see in, yeah. the regulars, in the beginning of the regular season. So when you add in the playoffs prior to that, but so but Colorado, Landeskog is now not even close to returning. So I heard he was around February, and now I've been hearing that that's, mm-hmm. or there's been reports he's not even close. Evan Rodriguez and JT Comfort, are doing okay. Nakuchkin and Josh Manson are close to returning, but Byron Boehm is not. So the mm. injuries might just be too much for this this Avalanche team with the team they played. But look, with the Jets at six, I don't dispute that. The Leafs are seventh. I think goaltending-wise, in a seven-game series, the Jets could beat the Leafs based yep. on goaltending, although Matt Murray's been great. The Golden Knights, one spot ahead of them. I could see that, but... The point is, is um, the Carolina Hurricanes are something. They hung with the Boston Bruins, and we'll see tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Those are the top three teams. But mm-hmm. the Dallas Stars, the Golden Knights, the Maple Leafs, the Wild, the Devils, and the Sabres. We haven't seen Devils and Sabres. Yeah. But those teams, other than the top three, I think it's pretty clear the Jets can definitely hang with and beat but the Tampa Bay Lightning will find out tomorrow. Carolina Hurricanes was at three empty net goals that tied the game, and then the Jets beat them in overtime. Yeah. And then the Boston Bruins, I thought they played really well with a much depleted lineup. I Again, they're a top 10 team in the National Hockey League, and we just ran through the list. Let me know who they can't hang with. Yeah, and you know, and, and I'm not saying beat in a seven game series, but it's not going to be a sweep either. They can hang with every other team in the top ten. I, one team that I think it's a, a very, very likely opponent for the Winnipeg Jets in the first round of the playoffs, I think, is the Minnesota Wild, a team that in and if we're just being honest here, uh, Minnesota has outscored the Jets. I think in both of those games, maybe ten to two, two big wins for Minnesota. Um, you know, of course, the last time that they played, it was it was it was a lot closer. Of course, we can get into that whole thing about the the missed call and the high stick and all that. Um, but I, I, I think yet, yeah, maybe Minnesota can have some confidence that they've, they've, they've pretty handed, they, they pretty well handled the Winnipeg Jets so far this year, and they're coming in at this power ranking at number eight, only two spots behind the Winnipeg Jets. 
I, I, I think if you're the Winnipeg Jets, you're confident heading into that series. I think the Winnipeg Jets are a much better team than the Minnesota Wild, uh, pound for pound. And I think the Jets have better goaltending. I think they have better all-around balanced scoring. And I think that their depth is better. I think they might have better, they're better on defense as well. And so um, I, it, it, would, it would be very, very interesting. I think it might be a situation uh, where if we look back to the bubble playoff year where the, where the Edmonton Oilers absolutely tuned up the Winnipeg Jets, but when it came to the playoffs and uh, the one-on-one and, and, and all that other aspect, the Winnipeg Jets, you know, th- three of those games went to overtime, uh, but the Jets were the team that, that eventually found a way to win those games. Now there, and I agree with you. And there's now there's a ton of more hockey to be played here, and a ton of yeah. things could go awry. There could be three or four more injuries, and the team doesn't play as well once those injuries oh, Jim, happen. I there just could not at the be time. We got to we got to take a break. But uh, I, I'm just saying that as yeah. of right now, I think these are all fair conversations. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.